WXDX-FM, Pittsburgh. The big villain in the ongoing Steeler drama is obviously Antonio Brown. He's not ultra-competitive like his sycophants say. He's a petulant jackass. A.B. doesn't want his stats because that helps the Steelers. He just wants his stats. He's 30, but he acts like he's 11. A.B. is me, me, me all the time. But the hidden villain is that Steeler locker room. Because the Steeler locker room let this happen. And that especially goes for the veteran so-called leaders. Because none of them put his foot down. I hear people say, well, what are they supposed to do? A.B.'s a grown man. A.B. may be a grown man in terms of chronology and body, but emotionally he's a child. Anyway, I will tell you what these Steelers leaders are supposed to do. Get in A.B.'s face. Cut a promo. Tell him that his stupidity stops now. Heck, bust him in the mouth if you have to. It's nothing A.B. wouldn't deserve. Mean Joe Green would have done that. Dan Rooney, in his youth, would have let that young man know that his behavior is unacceptable. Chuck Knoll would have sat him. Chuck Knoll would have sat him Monday at Tampa for sure. And you say things were different then. Yeah, they sure were different. The Steelers won more then. The Steelers didn't waste their talent then. The Steelers didn't underachieve then. Hey, Steeler locker room. Hey, veteran so-called leaders. Guess what? You just made the list. The list brought to you by Matt Merce Plumbing. Count on a name you can trust. Dial 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. Oh, you know what I did today? I, I did this with my uh, my prior cat, my mother's cat. After my mother passed, I didn't want her to be lonely during the day. Uh, I got a new cat, Clipper. So I turned on the radio so she can hear my voice between 3 and 6. So Clipper, if you're listening, use the litter box. Please, baby. That's what it's there for. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. If you're just tuning in, Antonio Brown did show up for work today. But there's very little additional fallout. Jerry Dulac of the Post-Gazette said that Brown will probably be fined, but will play Monday night at Tampa. Tomlin said Brown has been disciplined, but would not divulge the nature of the discipline. Brown is going to address the media tomorrow, and he'll talk in very condescending tones. He'll say he's sorry, but it will be easy to tell that he's not sorry at all. And the first chance he gets, he'll act like an asshat again. And a a, a bonus from Antonio Braun, well, not a bonus because it's the A-B way. It's how he operates. He'll blame the media. He will. He'll blame the media. He'll criticize the media. You know, I don't know who Antonio Brown exactly thinks he is because he's not one of the top 100 athletes in the world. 
Yeah, he's a great wide receiver. But he's not Pele. He's not Tom Brady. He's not Ted Williams. He's not Will Chamberlain. He's not Babe Ruth. Guys like him come and go. And if they don't win, people really don't remember that much about them. Antonio Brown hasn't won, and I don't think he ever will win. Unless he whores himself out like Ray Bork at the end of his career and goes to another team and steals a ring after having humbled himself a bit. Although Ray Bork never had to be humbled. He just went to Colorado like a $2 hooker to get a Stanley Cup. He uh, did not deserve. You know, it's funny because uh, so many headlines, so many stories ripping the Steelers to shreds. We had Connor Orr from the Monday Morning Quarterback on the show in the first hour of today's program, and he wrote a column at at, at, uh, MMQB.com about the Steelers' litany of distraction and disturbance. The Steelers have become a punchline in the NFL when at one time they were exactly the opposite they become a laughingstock. They become a clown act. If that doesn't embarrass you, then you're not really a Steeler fan. Mike Pursuta this morning on DV said, well, I'm not embarrassed by other people. I said, okay, you're not a fan, and that's okay. But if you love the Steelers, this has to embarrass you. Or you don't love them, or you're beyond embarrassment. Probably the latter. Uh, I thought that A.B. should have sat on Monday night, but he's he's not going to. I still think the Steelers should ban their players from using social media or at least have a strict social media policy. Whenever I say that, I get treated like I'm telling Rosa Parks to get to the back of the bus, like it's a civil rights issue. No, it's a condition of employment issue. Just like Colin Kaepernick can't get a job, because no one wants him to kneel during the anthem. Whether you think that's right or whether you think that's wrong, employers have the right to dictate conditions. And if I were Art the Second, I would tell the Steelers they can't be on social media or that every tweet has to go through their PR department. Bert Lawton right now can't believe I want him to do still more work. Sorry, Bert. But that's what I think. Because I think this is absolutely a three-ring circus. And one thing I want to reiterate that I said before, I think there's an impression out there that I think Tomlin should be fired. I don't. Can't fire that guy when he has that record. But I do think these last eight years the Steelers have underachieved, what with only three playoff wins. And I don't think the regular season, like 13-3 and last year, I don't think it matters even a little bit when you lose your first playoff game. Even a little bit. Thomas' job security is part of the problem. Absolutely part of the problem. When you have absolute job security, you could be wrong and you're still right. That's hurt Tomlin. No question about it in, in my mind. Let's go to Jason in the car. Jason, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark, how you doing? What up, man? Hey, I was wondering if you think that there's anybody in the organization, either the front office or the players, that might want to 
move on from Antonio Brown after the season and try to repair their relationship with Bell and pay him, or if that ship is uh, already Bell's, Bell's, Bell's going to go. That ship has sailed. As far as uh, what do they do with A.B.? I can't speak for Ben, but I can tell you what I would think if I were Ben. I'd feel like I'm in a real catch-22. Because if I'm Ben, I've had enough of this ass hat. Uh, it looked like he called A.B. a big baby uh, during the game Sunday, but I'm no I'm no expert lip reader, but it it's what it looked like to me. Unless he was referring to somebody else as a big baby. Perhaps there was an actual big baby there, like a like a three foot eight baby. But uh, if I'm Ben, I'm thinking, boy, I can't stand being around this ass hat because I can't imagine that Ben enjoys being a teammate to Antonio Brown. I cannot imagine that. But by the same token, who's he going to throw to if AB if AB gets traded? Let's go to Will in Fox Chapel. Will, you're on with Double M. Yeah, Mark, I just wanted to ask you, uh, do you think this is feeding into AB's just persona of, hey, look at me? I think there's something to that, yes. I think there's part of him that enjoys this a great deal. Okay. Let's go to Rick in the car. Rick, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. uh, Love the show. Just wanted to see, do you see any reason that Ben would want to actually come back and play football after everything that's going on this year? I'm not sure exactly how many millions of dollars he makes, but uh, for me that would be a pretty compelling reason. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know him a little you know, bit. No, right? no, no, no. I, you know what? I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know what Ben's thinking. I knew Ben very well his first three years in the league. After that, it's just the occasional interview and hi, how you doing? So I don't want to portray myself as knowing more about Ben than I do. But uh, from what I do know about Ben, I can't imagine him enjoying this. Can I ask you one more question? Do you see any? Do you see? Colbert being the fall guy for all this to take the to nobody take can be the one. fall guy because nobody takes blame or credit for team assembly or drafting. It's always we make decisions as a team, and that keeps anyone from getting glory and it keeps anyone from getting blame. So if Colbert would be made the fall guy, which which I don't imagine will happen, but if anybody were made the fall guy, it would be kind of arbitrary and capricious. Although there are some things you could trace directly to Tomlin. The lack of discipline can be traced directly to Tomlin because he is hands-on in charge with that team every day. Let's go real quick to Tomcat. Tomcat, you're on with a super genius. Hey, Mark. Uh, just to follow up on the last caller's point, do you think should, should hypothetically then hang up the cleats after this year, would, the, would it be wise for the Steelers to, obviously knowing they're going to be terrible, would it be wise to then ship out A.B. for whatever they can get, say, two first-round Oh, I think A.B. will save them the trouble. I think if Ben retires, A.B. will will ask out. Would they get two first-rounders for no. him? No. Two first-round picks for a 31-year-old receiver? Have you lost your mind? You'd be lucky to get a second-round pick, period. In a moment, I'm going to tell you about something real dumb a bunch of NFL Hall of Fame players did. Now, when I say dumb, I mean really dumb. It puts the duh in dumb. We also got Dejan at the bottom of the hour, 105.90X. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. He don't do nothing but win. He just knows how to win. Super G, loud and proud. He is horrible. He is terrible. The X at 105.9. 
Double M on the X. I think this has just been an outstanding day of Steeler talk. I don't know what you want me to say about the defense because it won't get any better. I don't know what you want me to say about Tampa Bay. They're obviously on a roll, 2-0, and beat the Super Bowl champions. That Fitz magic is working there. Although, real good point, like uh, Connor Orr from the Monday Morning Quarterback said when he joined me a bit earlier. That Fitz magic always has an expiration date. That's what's made him a real good backup quarterback. He can come in and get hot for two, maybe three games. Now, this is the third game. But he's NFC Player of the Week offensively two weeks in a row. He's riding some momentum. That Steeler defense will not challenge him. That's for sure. The best that Steeler defense can hope on a given game day is mediocrity. That's where the bar's set at best for that Steeler defense. So if you want me to conjure up a way that Pittsburgh will go to Tampa and win, well, first off, home Ben has to show up on the road because Ben plays so much better home. So Ben has to feel at home at Tampa Bay. The defense has to not suck out loud, and the Fitz Magic needs to cool off. If both teams play as they have so far into the season, Tampa could win by 20. No question. Uh, A couple of quotes uh, about the Steelers situation. Skip Bayless said today, I think we're getting to the end of Mike Tomlin's run in Pittsburgh. This is hard for me to talk about because I'm a big Mike Tomlin fan, unquote. Skip couldn't be more wrong. Tomlin will coach as long as he wants. Now, to say we're getting near the end of Mike Tomlin's success in Pittsburgh, that might be. Here's a question about Mike Tomlin. Real good question. Will he stick around for the bad times? Or will he retire or try to take a job elsewhere? Mike Tomlin has never coached a season where his quarterback wasn't Hall of Famer Ben Roethlisberger. A.B. ain't going to want to stick around once Ben retires. I really wonder if Mike Tomlin will. I'm not predicting he'll punk out, but I can't dismiss the possibility. Uh, Earlier, Josh Miller, the former Steeler partner, he tweeted that because Tomlin has been so lackadaisical with discipline, now slapping A.B. on the wrist, he's going to play Monday night at Tampa. Uh, Miller predicted that Belichick will find an excuse to discipline a Patriot to contrast his style with what's going on here in Pittsburgh. In that vein, Doug Gottlieb tweeted, you can hear Doug on Fox Sports Radio, everything Bill Belichick does, the way he acts the podium, how he motivates his team, is to prevent just what's happening in Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh Steelers appear to be on the brink of an epic and complete disastrous season, unquote. The local guys don't think so. The local guys keep saying, the local media guys, it's a long year, it'll work itself out. And maybe it will. I really do wonder. I think the odds are against it working itself out. And if the Steelers lose at Tampa, as I think they probably will, how can the hammer not fall even locally? When a team picked by Sports Illustrated to make the Super Bowl, picked by many to make the Super Bowl, goes in the tank and starts 0-2-1 and has all this turmoil 
besides. Uh, now, now he, Charles Rods from Yahoo Sports. We had a caller a moment ago who asked if the Steelers could get two first-round picks for Antonio Brown. I said, no way. But I was looking at it from after-the-season standpoint. Charles Robinson from Yahoo Sports says, several 2-0 teams will be stupid to not give up a first-round pick, a first-round pick, for Antonio Brown. The Jaguars, sign me up in half a second. The Bengals, putting him next to A.G. Green and Tyler Boyd, send the plane in the paperwork. Actually, A.B. would be a perfect fit for Cincinnati. He would show them the meaning of the word dysfunctional. I just think this is so amusing. You got Tomlin supposedly read the riot act of the team, but he's a lion with no teeth. He's a paper lion. He did call out the punter. Antonio Brown is running rampant over the Steeler logo, and Tomlin called out the punter and, in fact, had an open punting tryout competition. Although it does appear that Adam Barry will remain with the team for the time being. And then you got the ninth-string wide receiver, Darius Hayward Bay, saying A.B. didn't talk to the team because he didn't have to. Yeah, okay, ninth-string wide receiver. Wasn't for special teams. You'd be bagging groceries or playing arena ball. He is decent at special teams. I will give that to Darius Hayward Bay. One of your first-round pick, though, Hayward Bay, when your first-round pick is a special team specialist, one word comes to mind, and that word is bust. Yep, seventh pick overall in 2009. How in the frig did that happen? Oh, wait, Oakland took him. That explains it. Up next, Serbian reactionary Dejan Kovacevic, 105.9 X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Yada, 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 yada. You know what, Mark? I got a hard time, and I was wondering if you give me some advice. Do you have any idea how dumb that sounds? The X at 105.9. Double M on the X. I'm joined now. The constructor and conductor of DKPittsburghSports.com. It's Serbian reactionary Dayon Kovacevic. Uh, Dayon, the Steelers will not sit Antonio Brown Monday night. At Tampa Bay, he will play. He's apparently been fined. He did not have to address the team today. Your thoughts on that whole situation? I mean, you know, at some point or other, it has to be dealt with authoritatively. We obviously don't know what happens behind closed doors, so we don't know if Mike Tomlin tears him a new one. I would imagine that he does, given the nature of his personality and what we see uh, of him in different settings. Yeah, but isn't that kind of toothless when you don't sit him? Well, isn't it toothless when he just keeps about? keeps doing crap again? No, I mean, I would have sat a Monday. Yeah, again, who are you punishing? I mean, in that case, are you punishing him or are you punishing the other 52 guys that are going out there trying to get their first win of the season? I can see both sides on that one. I think if it's later in the year, if they're out of it, uh, that sort of thing, but that's a pretty big game. But then, game. But then sure that's, that's even more toothless. You can't pick well, your spots I mean, when to inflict justified discipline. Well, You, you, you either are disciplined or you're week. not. 
you were the one saying last week that the that the game that they just played was a must-win game. So what does that make the one that's Monday? You see, I they got to win this. I Mark, think every down. I count, think for the long term. Well, I think for the long term, some things are more important than winning, and they're on this slippery slope now. And it's going yeah, to get worse before well, it gets better if they let it get worse, and they're going to. Yeah, the, the the slippery slope's been in place for a while, particularly as it relates to AB. AB's gotten away with it forever. I think that there are certain ways that you can handle AB that don't necessarily have to punish the team. Why is his Instagram photographer allowed out on the field all through training camp? Little stuff like that. Just tell him, look, hey, from now on, you're just one of the guys. Do you understand that? There's one guy in this locker room who's won a Super Bowl ring in Pittsburgh, and that's out of respect to Morgan Burnett, who's won one in Green Bay. There's one guy who's won it in Pittsburgh. He's the only one that gets any kind of special privileges around here. He's the only one that has to only talk to the media once a week. He's the only one that gets you know, his kids to run around on the field during or after practice or whatever. This, this stuff where, he, where Antonio Brown is given special treatment based on what? Based on what? I mean, he's a great player. I get that. He works extremely hard. You and I have talked about that a lot. For himself. But this other stuff that he does, it's, I mean, there are things that are legitimate distractions, and then there are things that are not at all distractions, and we describe them as that. This one is legit. This is a real problem. Whose fault is this, the, the constant disturbance by Antonio Bryant? And for that matter, with, with other members of the team, is it ownership, Tomlin, the veteran so-called leadership? Who do you point the finger at? Well, there's only so high you can go. I mean, ultimately, the, you know, the owner is the one who employs the head coach. So you can go up to the owner if you want. The day-to-day domain of any kind of discipline or enforcement of rules is on the head coach. And, again, this goes back to this is, not, this is why I'm stressing here. This isn't something new. Uh, Troy Polamalu talked about this openly shortly before his retirement, about how the team had changed, the composition had changed, their behavior had changed, that the Alan Fanicas and the Brett Kiesels and so forth were fading away, uh, the James Farriers, guys like that that conducted themselves well. So, yeah, you can put some of it on leadership. Cam Hayward put some of it on himself over the weekend. I mean, he was talking more about performance, but saying that he has to be a better leader. Uh, he does. So does Ben Roethlisberger. So does Marquise Pouncey. At some point or other, somebody needs to stop saying, you know what, that's just A.B. being A.B. We're focused on the Chiefs or we're focused on whatever. At some point or other, somebody needs to end it. Why is A.B. so pissed? What's he got to be pissed about? Uh, You know the answer to that. I mean, he he wants the ball in his hands. He wants lots of catches. He gets Um, lots of catches. You can say that that's... Uh, an admirable trait of his, all the great wide receivers ever have wanted the ball. And they all feel like, whether they're right or wrong in different settings, that the squeaky wheel gets the oil. If they don't make noise, then their quarterback's not going to respect them. So that's part of the culture. That's, that goes all the way down to the lowest levels of football. Uh, in his case, though, he's had 33 targets. Uh, between Cleveland and the Kansas City game, uh, he's seen that ball in his direction a lot. That's not to say that he's messed them up. Ben has misfired on passes, but it hasn't been a decision on Ben. Well, no, it's not, not to say he hasn't door. messed it up either, Dejan. Uh You know, I watch each game twice, and i got to mm-hmm. tell you, Ben's forcing the ball to A.B. a lot, and that means A.B.'s not open. And he's not open, but in fairness, again, he has hit he's not as much double coverage and triple coverage as a lot of people seem to be describing. Our studies of that for the website – uh, have shown that he's been in more single coverage than I think than, than people will realize. But he hasn't been open. He hasn't gotten separation. But, again, I'm going to say this because this is fair and it's accurate. 
Ben has not been sharp with his throws. He had uh, 10 complete misfires, not incompletions, in the Cleveland game, and he had 12 in the Kansas City game. That's not Ben at his best. No, no question, but that doesn't mean you go off the handle and... I mean, let's face it, Antonio Brown doesn't mean Antonio Brown doesn't need Ben to be bad to go off the handle. And it really is frightening, Dejon. When you list all of A B's indiscretions one after the other, dating back a few years, it's an amazing list, and the distraction is nonstop. Well, hang on. I mean, you were the one that mentioned over the weekend, and I'm not gonna let you not repeat it now, that A B is looking across the field at Juju getting a whole lot more catches and a whole lot more productivity. And that's when the wide receiver mentality, but especially someone with Brown's mindset, starts to go maybe into a little bit of overload. Remember that he flipped out on that that real quick pass that Ben uh, flicked to to Juju right by the line. It didn't end up going anywhere. Kansas City read it very well. Uh, But that was when A.B. lost it. It was, it was that, and then Ben, of course, runs, uh, runs the ball himself from three yards over to the right side. But that was when A.B. lost. I don't think that's a coincidence. I really don't. We're talking today, John Kovacevic. He's brought to you by the Walnut Grill. Well, uh, our buddy Adam Benoit from the Monday Morning Quarterback website, he posted a video of the uh, touchdown pass to Schuster right at the flag. Mm-hmm. And A.B. had broken open on a slant on the same pattern, and Benoit wondered... If that ball goes to A.B. and not Juju, maybe there's not nearly as much turmoil in the Steeler locker room right now. And that seems well, silly, again, but it's something to legitimately yeah. consider. Did he say turmoil in the Steelers locker room, or did you? I forget the exact verbiage, but okay, it was something well, along I mean, those okay. lines. Okay, the turmoil is in A.B.'s head. Okay, let, let's, let's limit what the turmoil is here. So you They're don't think this affects probably... the locker room at all? I think it should affect the locker room more than it has. That's my answer to that. I think that somebody needs to stop being afraid of 84 and go over and lay down the law. I'm glad you said that. That would be turmoil. That would be welcome turmoil. I don't get the sense in there that that's happening in the slightest. I've been meaning to get to that. Why are they scared to death of him? Because clearly Tomlin, the leaders, the the owner even, they're scared to death of him. Because of who he is, not so much in terms of the personality, but because he is that great. He is that productive. He is everything that everybody says about him when they're glowing about him in terms of performance. Yeah, he's and 30 if, years old, TikTok. If he's not, the, if he, well, he's still playing at a high level right now. Not that high. And if, if, he's, if, if he's not part of this offense, and Le'Veon Bell's not part of this offense, and he's not, then what are you looking at right now? What kind of a team are you looking at? Well, probably 0-1-1 so far. Well, it's pretty ordinary without them. Yeah, I know. It's pretty ordinary with them. Okay, you don't just trade Ralph Kiner because you're in last place? I mean, I, I, you know, that, that, that's... Oh, that I'm not, talking, about just, I'm not talking about just this year. They were 13-3 and last year, but they lost their only playoff game. They've underachieved badly with the Toxic Twins as the crux of the team. I, I, have, I, I, I have no issue with what you're saying in terms of uh, how they need to change certain things with certain players. I guess the problem that I have with it is whenever it gets painted as turmoil in the locker room, when it actually should be more of that rather than what it is. It's actually a little bit too peaceful in there. Uh, i got to ask about the defense. Is the defense beyond fixing? Because I, I look at that game against Kansas City, and I know they have a lot of weapons, and Mahomes was really good, but I don't think they're going to do a lot better against Tampa Bay, and I don't see any ready adjustments or answers. I don't see any adjustments or answers. Did you see any in that game? 
I just said I didn't. Yeah, I mean, there's just nothing going on back there. Um, What bothers me about that is that uh, this football team and this defensive coordinator, Keith Butler, and remember that Tomlin is heavily involved, uh, maybe even more than he should be, with the defense. So I never leave his name out when describing defensive strategies. These guys spent the entire offseason going back from March, OTAs and training camp, getting multiple secondary guys onto the field. And then they face a team that is the absolute prototype of the one that you'd want to have that scenario where you have multiple DBs out there. And what do they do? They have linebackers running down the field, not just with Travis Kelsey, who's tight end, but with wide receivers. TJ Watt ran 50 yards down the field after Sammy Watkins looking for help. Now, some of that was miscommunication. I believe the players who told me that, they meant it. Uh, They were just not on the same page, Uh, certainly not the way they were against Cleveland. And like you said, Patrick Mahomes gets a lot of credit for that because he was so fast, uh, not just in terms of his release, but even getting to the line, making decisions that it threw them out of any kind of rhythm they might have had. They were confused. But at the same time, get those secondary guys and the playmakers out there on the field. How did they not see this coming with the defense? And who do you blame for that? Because in the offseason, they made minimal moves to get help on defense. Well, the one thing that everybody saw coming, except the Steelers, it would seem, is that inside linebacker was going to need not just an upgrade, uh, not a passable upgrade, not John Bostic. It was going to need a significant upgrade. They were trying to find ways, and, and you heard them say these things, too. Well, there isn't a Ryan Shazier out there. There isn't a Ryan Shazier uh, available in the draft. And I, I believe that, but that doesn't mean you just say, okay, well, who's 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 around? Oh, here's Bostic. Let's get him and put him in there. Uh, Vince Williams has played better than I think a lot of people realize. I thought he actually looked okay for the most part in breaking down his performance Sunday against Kansas City, but Bostic didn't. And Bostic was was all over the place, never should have been dropped into coverage, arguably shouldn't have been on the field. Because, again, why else do you bring in all these safeties? Why else do you bring in Morgan Burnett, who's a tackler but can also cover? Uh, have Mike Hilton on the field. Why do you draft Terrell Edmonds and then have multiple linebackers out there? It makes no sense. i got to ask a quick Penguins question before I let you go. I know you're on the road with the Penguins. Zach Aston Reese is skating on left wing with Kessler and Malkin. What are the pros and cons there, and do you feel like that could work? Well, I can tell you this. I was with them in Buffalo last night as well. I'm in Detroit now. Uh, Zach Aston Reese looked about as comfortable and smooth as I've seen him. He's, his emphasis, Mark, in the summertime, I mean, other than obviously, you know, repairing the jaw and being able to eat in a way other than through a straw was in lower body strength and getting his skating up. He didn't like this idea that he can't keep up with the top liners. It really motivated him. He looks a lot faster. Uh, I I like the idea mostly because, and you know this, Gino and Phil look for each other on the rink. And Aston Reese is one of those guys who won't mind at all because he's only looking for one thing, and that's to get to the net. He won't care what Gino and Phil are doing. He's going to find a way to the net. Straight line guy, Ruslan Fedotenko, however you want to describe it, he'll get there and create more room for Gino that way. Yeah, but don't you like uh, Hagelin better because of his defensive acumen and his forecheck? Well, I'll tell you what. You asked Mike Sullivan about Zach Aston Reese and his defensive work and his ability to get the puck out of the zone and make the first pass, the smart play, and he'll glow about him as much as he will any forward on the roster. Dejan, there's always great stuff. We'll do it again next week. All right, Mark. That's Dejan Kovacevic brought to you by Walnut Grill. It's now time to ask Mark anything.
Ask me anything. It is what it says it is. I almost did a Tomlinism. I said what I said. Time to ask Mark anything. 412-333-WXDX. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. You live by the ass, you die by the ass. Well, I wanted to see what your thoughts were on that subject. Wait a minute. Prostitution's illegal? The X at 105.9. Here's a great tweet from Gene Collier, the uh, fantastic wordsmith for the Post-Gazette. Unconfirmed. Steelers Antonio Brown to announce Thursday there will be no discipline for Mike Tomlin. And that's right on the money. A.B. runs the team now. He is on the totem pole above Tomlin, above Rooney, above everybody. He comes and goes as he pleases. A.B. now runs the team. Time to ask Mark Anything brought to you by Chipino Restaurant and Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood and chapa, so check out Chipino in the strip. Let's go to Tom in the truck. Tom, ask up, Mark man? Anything. What up, man? What up, man? Uh, last week, you always said how much you loved Mata. Don't you think his uh, speed is a liability on the ice? Nope. Anything else? Nope, that's it. Yeah, good call. Guy has two cup rings. He bounced back from injury finally in a big way last year and played just brilliant. And we're still talking about his speed being a liability. There's no pleasing some of you dolts. Let's go to Wes in the car. Wes. Hey, what's up, Mark? How you doing? Good. Ask Mark anything. All right. Um, quick question here. It's actually a, a double question. Uh, what percentage of you believe that the Toxic Twins, especially now, are listening to your show? And if you heavily believe they are, what do you think? I, 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 I don't believe they do listen to my yeah. show. But I, I, don't, I don't care at all. I mean, I do this show as if nobody's listening. And I always laugh. Uh, there was some message board talking about how, you know, Madden has a bully pulpit. He rips Brown but never goes to the locker room. Well, if going to the locker room would make me talk differently, like I'm scared, then maybe it's better I don't. It's actually better I don't for reasons besides that. But uh, it is a bully pulpit, and that's why it works. I don't care who listens. I don't care if you do. Let's go to Nick in Indiana. Nick, ask Mark anything. What up, man? What up, man? Hey, what's the difference between Team 1 and Team 2 at Penguins practice? I'm not sure there is one. Why do you ask? Because on Friday I was going to take my boy down, and I looked at the schedule, and they have two different times. One's Team 1 and one's Team 2. Yeah, but I think, I think Team A and B, I think the groups change every day. So just keep okay. your keep your eyes out. Maybe you could ask one of the beat writers. Does your kid want to see Crosby? I don't know. He's too young. So well, then what's the friggin' difference? Hawk. What a stooge! Let's go to Justin and Carnegie. Justin, ask Mark anything. Good day, Mister Madden. Right. Hey, I was just curious. I uh, was talking about like Chipino Cigar Bar and having the Super Genius Burger. What's your favorite dessert? And if you had dessert for yourself, what would it be? Nobody's named a dessert after me. That's a good point. I could certainly use the calories and the money. But, um, you know, my favorite dessert's already named. My favorite dessert is an Oreo Blizzard. That, that's I love ice cream in general. An Isley Skyscraper Cone, I can make those at home because they gave me the scoop. Ice cream is my favorite dessert. The Oreo Blizzard in particular is numero uno head honcho. And if you want to go beyond that, probably uh, apple pie with ice cream. Let's go to uh, 
Jonathan and Hazelwood. Jonathan, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. Uh, as much as I liked that win yesterday, what was wrong with Osala? Hey, he only has one goal in six games. Uh, every goal scorer goes through that a little bit. I thought his goal should have counted, by the way. It would have been, you know, a, a garbagey goal. But Sturridge tried to score, and his follow-through of his kick hit the goalie in the nuts. That's not a foul. He actually got the ball and shot it. How is that a foul? So I thought Mo was hard done by, but he'll come around. I'm not at all worried. All right, sounds good. Good night and good news tomorrow. 105.9 The X.